Do you want more manageable hair? Is it dry and brittle? Got split ends? Nefertiti Secrets is an innovative system infused with a unique blend of nature's most nourishing ingredients, including moringa oil, keratin protein, aloe, sage, and rosemary extracts. Our formulas contain natural remedies that were used by ancient Egyptians. This amazing system will transform your hair with regular use and creates hair that's softer, silkier, and more beautiful than ever. Embrace royalty. For more information and to purchase your own products, go to NefertitiSecrets.com. I'm Layla Blackwell, blissful woman and relationship revolutionary, your love and intimacy strategist taking you on the adventure that is love, here in the Own Your Power studio in beautiful South Florida. Our radio show and programs are designed to enhance and deepen the power of love in relationships by feeding the feminine essence and maximizing the masculine spirit, ultimately creating stronger bonds and even more solid families. I'm honored to have with us today our special guest co-host, Suki Eliterio. She is the project manager and editor of She Loved Herself, the book we co-authored together with 13 other women. We even happen to have a guest here in the Love Nest with us today who co-authored with us. My husband took the night off from co-hosting with me to give me a little girl time with my sisters here. But he'll be listening in along with all the other men and women who enjoy tuning in to our regular shows. Thank you so much for having us here today, Layla. This is just such an honor. It's a blessing for all of us. Now, if you have ever felt frustrated by intimate relationships, don't understand men, don't understand women, feel misunderstood or unappreciated in your love life, have lost yourself by trying to be something you are not in the name of love, are drained, exhausted, confused by your experience of love, want a powerful, soulful, lasting union, with the one you're with or the one you have yet to find, then you're in the right place right now. So open your heart and your mind. Prepare to commit to loving yourself even more deeply by the end of this show. We are going to take you on a very unique journey toward the mastery of love and intimacy, which is the ultimate treasure at the end of the pleasure map. You are going to want to stick with us so we can take you there. You can find out more about our programs and coaching at LaylaBlackwell.com. And your shows have just been so awesome. You recently spoke with um, Dr. Charmaine Borda, a marriage and family therapist with the Blue Couch and Professor who runs a nonprofit organization to support mental health professionals avoiding burnout, and Errol Chung, a business strategist and video producer with Miami DMT, all about parenting and intimacy. Yeah, thanks, Suki. We did. We really looked at how challenging it can be for parents to prioritize and make time for intimacy, whether married, single, or step-parenting. And I think that you are starting to experience that yourself with your new little one. Yes. Her name is Mishka. 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 (laughs) Such a beautiful little girl. Thank you. Now, I also want to mention one of my favorite shows that we've done recently, How Not to Turn Your Bond into Bondage unless you like that sort of thing, with George and Sandra Sawyer, a really dynamic husband and wife team involved with music production and local event production. You're going to want to listen to those shows and others on the Pleasure Map, so check out the podcast on ownyourpowerlifestyle.com. And today we're going to be talking about the power of self-love. 
Yes, Suki. Self-love is central to every aspect of life. Success in romance, career, health, wealth, friendship, spirituality, and the list goes on. We can only experience fulfillment through self-love. That's one of the reasons I was thrilled when you invited me to contribute to your book, She Loved Herself. It's a lesson that so many of us struggle to integrate. So we are going to get a bird's eye view of self-love with our guests today in the Love Nest. We'll chat about why self-love is so important, dealing with vulnerability, guilt, and shame. We'll even touch on self-care, how it's different from self-love, and how it relates. But before we get started, it's time to take a quick break. We'll be right back to the pleasure map for our chat in the Love Nest. But now, let's listen to some music here on Own Your Power Radio.
loved herself, Suki Eleuterio. Thank you. And tonight's topic is the power of self-love. Today in the Love Nest with Layla and Suki, we have a co-author from the book She Loved Herself. We'd like to welcome Claudia Zaberski. She's the founder of Purple Wing Studio, a brand strategy design studio. She's also the co-host of a monthly women's circle here in Miami called Red Tent Gatherings. Welcome. Welcome, Claudia. Thank you, beautiful ladies. It's an honor and pleasure to be here. Oh, so glad that you could be here with us today. And I can't wait to hear more about your work at the end of the show. Hmm. Right now, let's get right to it. Okay, so welcome to the show, everyone. In my work enhancing love and intimacy for couples, self-acceptance and self-love is primary to developing meaningful relationships with another. I know it sounds trite and cliched. If you don't love yourself, how can you love someone else? And because it's become so cliched, we tend to dismiss it as something we already know and don't connect to the deeper impact in what loving oneself really looks like. It's not just a decision to develop and cultivate an appreciation for ourselves. It's an ongoing journey of discovery which never ends. There is no destination or end goal. We are constantly evolving, changing, encountering and engaging with new experiences that reveal new aspects of ourselves and a huge part of self-love is being open to expanding our understanding of who we think we are so we can acknowledge, embrace, and love all parts and pieces of ourselves. Then we come to recognize and love those same qualities in others, which in turn points us in the direction and guides us to an even greater appreciation and love for the new qualities we experience in ourselves through those other people. So you see, if we can allow even the ugly and uncomfortable aspects of our nature and the nature of others, the love naturally starts to flow and feed itself and us. So this book was such a lovely idea, Suki. She loved herself. What made you come up with this? So the inspiration behind the book, and I'm not going to just call it the book. I'd like to call it the movement, She Loved Herself, Mm. really came about because I deal with women all the time, um, whether it's through soul conversations, which is a women's circle, or through my yoga classes, or just talking with friends. And there seems to be this real sense of of lack of respect for ourselves. Mm. And lack of respect for for yourself comes down to just daily the daily grind of every day waking up and feeling like sometimes you don't feel very good about yourself sometimes you feel terrible about Mm -hmm. yourself and so I really felt inspired one morning I woke up and I felt inspired what if we lived in a world where people didn't just respect themselves but actually loved themselves actually put their needs first Um, and that's where it sprang and this words these words just flew through me and it came she loved herself and then I thought about the women in my life, you two included, um, that would be great at helping other people realize the love that they have within themselves. So I reached out, and it was just like magic. Everything just seemed to flow together. The women just gathered together and said, yes, let's do this. Let's inspire others and let them know that it is important to value yourself and to love yourself and to put your needs first. Absolutely, and it really did come together so magically. It was a joy to write it. It was a joy to present it to you, and you just, it all seemed seamless. I know that you were probably under the gun and feeling a lot of the pressure, but it seemed to come together without a hitch. It really did. It came together just, like I said, by magic. It seemed like, you know, once it was orchestrated, I could just sit back, and it was flowing. It was divinely flowing. 
Now, Suki, why is self-love important to you? What motivated you to be a part of this book? Go ahead. What motivated you to write your chapter, Suki? I think that um, at the time I was pregnant with my daughter Mishka, who's now four months old. And I think for me it was such a transformation that I was going through physically um, and emotionally. So it really was a, it was a, an opening, an awakening of saying, wow, I've got to cherish myself and nurture myself in a new way now that my body is actually carrying another life. Yes, sometimes that is one of those pivotal moments, you know, impending motherhood, when we're carrying another life and we realize we must take care of ourselves, we must love ourselves to have the positive energy flow into our babies, and we never really realized how deeply meaningful that could be sometimes as women until we're experiencing that. Very much so. Yeah. And now for you, Claudia, <laughs> why is self-love important to you, and how did you make the decision to be a part of this book? Um, sure. So for me, last year, I took on the exploration of self-love. And it's something that it started um, in one of our Red Tent gatherings. Um, we did a gathering about self-love and self-care. And, you know, we, dis- we found that we discovered that we had just barely touched the surface. Mm. And so we actually took a deeper, a few other um, gatherings and just really went deeper in what that meant. What does that, what does loving ourselves mean? And for me, it really felt... Um, very personal and I decided to take it even deeper and um, I created a Facebook group called Falling in Love with Myself and um, I did a 21 day self-love sadhana where um, I follow a self-love course and um, also just ask the question and let it open and see what self-love would be and um, Suki was one of the um, members of the Facebook group and Mm -hmm. so when she reached out to me Um, with the idea of the book, you know, it was perfect. I was like, absolutely, this is just, you know, this is, I'm ready. I'm ready to this, to share this with the world. That's beautiful. So you really dove into self-love and made a project out of it. Like you were going to research the hell out of it. Absolutely. And make sure that you understood what that would mean for you. Absolutely. What was the catalyst that led you to that place to want to dive deeper into what that meant? Um, I think that... The personal um, catalyst. Yeah, I think that that gathering really opened something up for me. And when I became in touch with that source, it felt very authentic. Mm. It felt like, wow, I think I've reached the, I think I've, you know, like at the beginning, you're just sort of, it unfolds. Um, And, um, you know, when I really allowed myself, it was just about allowing. Mm-hmm. Um, then I just, you know, I, I felt this uh, very grounded with myself, and I felt like I was actually generating um, a peace that I had never experienced before. Um, so I really, like, all the work that I've done in transformation, it seemed to really wrapped around the concept of self-love and mm-hmm. how it's like it's a self-generating. And the more I, um, you know, I really love myself, all parts of myself, um, then the more I had to share, the more strength and the more courage I found to then keep sharing my work with the yeah. world. And so what has cultivating that self-love meant for you? How has it changed you from that time where you dove into it really deeply until now, a year later? How do you feel like your life has changed? How do you feel like you've grown or the people around you have changed? Or how has your life um, been magically recreated over this past year <laughs> since you decided to do that? Um, absolutely. Um, well, I think it's about embodiment. Mm-hmm. I really feel like I am authentically embodying the love for myself. And then 
radiating that, you know, around to the people around me. And, you know, in my relationships, I can see it, how, you know, it's a, it's a container. It's like I'm creating a container for others to then start to explore what love is, not just... You know, at the beginning, people start with loving others and just love. It's the love for themselves kind of comes um, as, again, as they go deeper and then they give themselves permission um, to, um, you know, just really feeling to that. So my love, like the my self-love spills over everything I do, my work, my clients, my design, my communication, my relationships. Everything has just gotten so much stronger and um, I just feel this inner peace and inner strength that I never felt before. Um, so, you know, I'm absolutely, you know, not just a book, but it's just the, the possibility that we're creating for other women out there with the movement. I think it's yes. just so beautiful. Yes, I love what you said. So often um, the need for self-love can start with compassion for others. You know, we, we feel and we have a compassionate heart for others, maybe in a time of need that they have or something. And then we realize, wow, I have so much compassion and love for this person in their moment of need. How am I not doing that for myself today? How am I not doing that in my life? You know, how am I showing up for others that I'm not even showing up for myself? And so sometimes, like you said, looking at others and loving other people can lead you to a realization that you're not as kind to yourself and giving yourself as much consideration as you often will give to others. So it's a beautiful point that you make. Yeah, absolutely. And the um, I think the, the what's really important for us is also the vulner- vulnerability piece. As we own all parts of ourselves and we come to terms with them and be like, you know what? It's okay. It's perfect. You yes. know, it actually it's gotten, gotten me to where I am today. Then you become more compassionate, more understanding of others so that you can kind of hold that space of vulnerability together. And, um, and that creates a deep, deep connection and bond that I think it's needed and it's missing in the world. Can, can I ask you, as far as the vulnerability, what did you feel like as far as writing your chapter in the book, which is a very vulnerable <laughs> chapter mm-hmm. um, in the book, uh, but it can be so beautiful and healing for other people. So what was the experience like writing the, book, the part of your book? Absolutely. I mean, for me, because I was in the in this space and I was open and raw to the exploration, I sat down and just it all poured out of me, um, and there was no filter. And the story I tell in the book is a story that I actually had never told anybody, and then I put it out there, um, and that has been part of me discovering myself and even the courage to. Um, you know, to put myself out there because I know that these are conversations, these are experiences that other people has, have gone through. And I want them to know that, you know what, it doesn't matter where, what, what has happened to you, where you've been, you can absolutely, with no doubt, turn your life around and just, you know, leverage that opportunity into, you know, the best life you can be, which is really what the experience I'm having right now. So go ahead and share with us what your chapter is about. You don't have to go into the details of it, but for those, we've read it, we know what it's about, but for those who haven't read it yet, and you know, some of these experiences, like you said, are shared experiences across the board. So tell us, what was your chapter in particular about? Um, Sure, absolutely. So it takes me back. um, So my chapter was really an exploration about um, one of the biggest, um, um, I want to say, catalysts that I've had in my life, which is divorce, you Mm -hmm. know, Um, and I wanted to dig deeper into what had me and 
end up in that situation? Like, what was it? Why why did I end up there? Even though I, you know, you, you get married thinking that that's it. That's going to be the, the relationship forever. And so as I started look, to look back into my life and in all my experiences, you brought me back to a specific experience back in middle school mm. um, that, um, you know, just it really triggered my um, self-worth and... You know, like when we're growing up, and I, you know, I, I grew up in Venezuela, so physical beauty is obviously highly valued. And um, I think that for me, I always felt like I didn't fit in. And, um, and so I put a lot of value into the approval of others. Yes. And so once, you know, and I, you know, I kind of want to leave it so that people can get into, <laughs> people the, book. Can get yes. into the book, but that was definitely, um, you know, that seeking approval of others was something yeah. that shaped all the rest of my relationships. Yes. And so I just wanted people to know that your chapter is on divorce because it is such a universal topic. Absolutely. You know, people before they get into a relationship know that divorce is out there. But when you're in a relationship, no matter how long your marriage is, divorce is always looming. You just never know what can change things and how things can happen. You know, if you've been through a divorce and you get into a relationship again, it's always there. It's always a thing. Just like at the time of birth, you know you're going to die one day. You, A lot of people going into or wanting a marriage know that divorce is always an option. It's always there. And so it's something that whether you've been through it, could go through it, may never get married. It's just a part of everyday life. And so I think your chapter is very important because it does speak to a very universal topic that so many people can get such value out of. And how do you love to yourself through a process like that? You know, how many um, other challenges in your life are brought to the forefront, back to middle school, you know, brought to the forefront through going through such a life-altering change like divorce, which is really what it is, change, right? Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I think what opened up for me as well, having gone through the experience of divorce, um, and which is, and it feeds my desire to um, help women. Because I, I needed that when I was going through. I was like, I really need sisterhood. Mm-hmm. I really need, uh, you know, a, a group of women that we can explore these topics together and explore what we're going through. And so that was another catalyst for the Red Tent. And then doing this exploration there and being able to support women, you know, get, you know support women through this, this, you know, to have an opportunity to share what they're going through mm-hmm. and also to empower each other to know that we, we're just a choice away. We just have to, you know, t- make different choices that actually are more in alignment with our, you know, with our soul, with our heart, with what yes. we really want to do. So and many beautiful lessons. Yes, yes absolutely. So I'd really like lessons. to commend you for being brave to write that chapter because, you know, divorce is something that even to this day is something that women find hard to talk about. Mm-hmm. And it's a touchy subject, right? It's a vulnerable topic, you know? But you really jumped in. I mean, you really dove right in and you just shared. And that sharing is beautiful because you're helping other women along the way, like you said. And somebody who doesn't know you, who picks up the book, who reads your chapter and is like, wow, you know, now I'm feeling inspired to do the things that I need to do in my life and maybe to get out of a a marriage that I needed to get out of a long time ago. Mm -hmm. You know, so I really want to commend you for that. Thank you so much. Yes, And I do want to go back to this and talk a little bit more about some of the things that do come up outside of you when -hmm. you go through these processes, like divorce and the path to self-love, 
like the criticism from other people, people's judgments, you know, even self-judgment. A lot of times if we're going through a divorce or a change in our life, we think that what we were doing before, we, we need to make it wrong and that it was a wrong choice in order to make a different choice now and what that transition might have felt like for all of us. Right? Because it doesn't mean that because you decided to get married that that was the wrong choice at a time. It just meant it's not the right choice for you any longer. And a lot of times I think we get stuck in the space of wanting to prove ourselves and say, okay, no, I wasn't wrong, so I'm going to stay here. Or, you know, no, I wasn't wrong and you don't get to judge me for it. When you're right, it's not a wrong choice, just moving into something new, to not have those judgments of ourselves and to not allow other people to put their judgment on us and criticize and how do we handle gossip and, you know, other people's judgments. Um, in addition to maybe some feelings of shame and guilt that come up for us. So we do want to talk about that a little bit more when we come back after the break. And it's that time again to take a break. So listen to some music before we wrap it up with our guests and we will be right back.
Love Nest, and we've been talking about the power of self-love and our book, She Loved Herself. Before we get back to our enlightened chat here in Layla and Suki's Love Nest with Claudia Zaberski, thanks go to Simone Kelly for being here with us to produce our show today. In addition to running the Own Your Power Network, Simone is a business coach and spiritual healer, as well as the author of Like a Fly on the Wall, a spiritual adventure novel. Make sure you follow her and tune into her show with Herman Dubois, the Own Your Power Lifestyles show. Yeah. Now, we were talking a little earlier about why self-love is important and how it might have changed your life, Claudia. So let's like take a little bit of a look at how it might have changed your life, Suki. I, I think like I was saying before, um, being pregnant just really opened up a whole new part of my life that I hadn't experienced before. And it really came down to, um, you know, taking care of myself, not just for myself, but because I had a life growing inside of me. Mm. So there was a couple of times there where I wasn't looking after myself. And in the past, that could have been acceptable to not look after myself. But now I was not looking after myself and I was getting lightheaded and I was getting faint and I had anemia. And I realized, wow, by not taking care of myself, there's a life growing inside of me that I'm not taking care of either. Mm -hmm. So there was this sense of self-care that just brought it to another level. And then, um, and then even once I, I had her, once I had the baby, which was back in September, um, I was breastfeeding a lot and I was getting very weak from that and I got anemia once again. And then I realized, you know, it wasn't just about looking after myself to look after someone else. It was about just looking after myself, period. Yes. Looking after myself in the sense of this deep sense of love that is the divine love that's within all of us and if you don't tap into that then you're really doing yourself a disservice um, by not tapping into this part of you that's just so beautiful I agree wholeheartedly and one thing that I've noticed um, obviously men and women need to love themselves and need to make that a priority for themselves Um, what I have noticed is especially for women our bodies are built for it Our bodies are made to remind us that we need to take time for Mm self-care and that if we do love ourselves, we make that time, Mm -hmm. right? We have a cycle every month that forces us to take time for ourselves, that forces us to recognize the needs of our body, that we can't just keep going and going and going and not allow that, that time and that nurturance of ourselves. So I think that just our bodies as women are even built for it as a a natural reminder whether it's childbirth whether it's our monthly menstrual cycle whether it's breastfeeding just all the things that our bodies naturally do are there to remind us that you know this is a a very fine-tuned well-oiled machine that if we don't maintain it it's going to really rebel against us right it's not going to serve us in the best way that it can and while that is certainly true for men I don't know if it's as naturally wired in you know, I think men often express themselves outwardly and look outside themselves to see well, what needs to be taken care of if they're really in their masculine energy. I think a lot of times their first instinct is let me take care of someone else. Let me take care of my woman, my children, my work, my whatever it is. And it's easier, I think, for them to fall by the wayside and forget that they need nurturing and care. And a lot of times that's what our role can be in their life, right? Whether it's our son, our brother, our father, our husband, to remind them that we need them to care for themselves as well. 
and that they need to do that for them in order to keep going so that they can continue to do that. Very much so. And, and what's interesting about showing up in our bodies is is sometimes it can even show up somewhere like your hair. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the, the chapters in the book one of the ladies wrote about her hair. And it's really interesting because I just went and got my hair done. I treated yeah. myself after five months <laughs> postpartum to get my hair done. And it's something as simple as that. You know, as I walked out of the hair salon and I just felt, wow, you know, I took care of myself. And this feels great. Just something mm-hmm. as simple as getting my hair cut. Yes. But it does show up in your hair. You can, you, you know, your hair can be dry. It can be falling out. Um, you know, and she was saying in her chapter about how the stress that she had been going through in this breakup of her relationship had actually showed up in her hair. Yes. And it was that making was her hair chapter. fall out. Mm-hmm. So her getting her, her locks out and cutting the locks out was a beautiful step in her self-care and self-love. Yes. And also a metaphor for her change in her life transition. Exactly. Exactly. So let's go a little deeper into self-care. Self-care is a part of how we express love for ourselves. You know, we always hear that saying, put your uh, oxygen mask on first, right? And so I feel like that saying sometimes gets taken a little too far that we have women or men, for that matter, who will say, well, unless I have five hours on the golf course, then I'm not equipped to do anything for anyone. Or unless I've been to the salon this week, or gotten my massage this week, then I can't be available to the other people in my life who need me. And I don't think that that's what we're saying when it comes to self-love or self-care, right? It's just acknowledging that we take up space in our own lives, and knowing that we need to give ourselves the same kind of care and consideration that we would to anyone else, and prioritizing ourselves in the same way that we prioritize other things in our life instead of constantly putting ourselves to the back burner because we feel like, oh, well, I can put this off for myself because this other person needs me more. It's sometimes recognizing that we need ourselves as well. And so how have you made time for self-care in your life, Claudia? Um, Yeah, I wanted to touch on that and say that, you know, we're also... 100% responsible for how we're showing up in our relationships Mm -hmm. and in the world, you know, and with others. And so I think self-care and self-love really is the opportunity for us to look and check in to see how we are being with others. And for me, I'm a mother of two young children, so I immediately know when I'm tired, um, when my patience just goes away. Mm things that I could actually handle or just be with. In, in, in fact, when I'm feeling rested and when I'm feeling um, happy, it could turn out to be even comical. Like, oh, we can turn that around and have fun. And I notice myself when I don't, I'm like, I go right to like, just, I can't even handle with this. That's that's my cue. That's like, okay, you know what? I need to start, you know, take some time for myself so that I can show up for others in a more powerful way. And, you know, the other aspect of self-love and self-care that we explored in our gatherings is that, you know, it shows up differently for for anybody. Um, So I think the opportunity for us to take some time during the month, and just like you said, Leila, with our menstrual cycles, Mm -hmm. you know, and using our time where we have our moon time to just, you know, just silence and listen. Our bodies are constantly communicating with us, and it's the, you know, and if we just we take the time and we listen, it will tell us what we need. Yes, and so, then it's important for us to communicate our needs to those around us. Exactly. Then that's the next step, and then support each other. 
how can we support each other in getting our needs met? I think it's very important. Yes. And so even that, that is part of self-love as well, communication. Having your own voice, knowing how to speak up for yourself that honors who you are, but also honors the other people in your life, right? Absolutely. So it's not about steamrolling over everyone else and saying it's a me or you kind of situation. It's how can you communicate your needs and how can you have everyone kind of coexist in a harmonious way, right? Exactly. completely possible. We've been doing it for centuries in our communities in our families you know we have smaller families now than we did before we had bigger families bigger communities and now we're a little bit isolated which i think puts a little more pressure Mm -hmm. on the small group of people that we tend to lean on but it's still important to keep that voice alive and that gives the permission to other people in our life to have their own voice as well Absolutely. And I think we are, we're ready. I think people are ready for uh, something different, for a different way to relate to themselves. I think that, you know, trying to fix ourselves with the just our 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 outdoor, you know, our, you know, physical. um, And I think we're ready to, um, and just, you know, for women, they get in these cycles of just buying clothes or spending money and trying to fix something outside of themselves. Yes. You know, I think that um, they're realizing that it's it doesn't feel, it doesn't really, it's not fulfilling. It doesn't take care of what really is in the problem, you know, what's really going on. Yes. So the invitation um, that really we're bringing with the book and everything, it's about listening and just, you know, silence and just really listening, listening to ourselves and listening to each other. And then just like you said, communication, being able to share and, um, and support each other. And yeah. also, I think for me personally, for the book, it's really important to break a stereotype. And the stereotype is if you love yourself, you're being selfish. Mm, yeah. um, it's, it couldn't be further from being selfish. Um, it's actually just more about creating healthy boundaries within your life and with other people and in relationships where you say, I love you, you're important to me, but I also love myself. You know, it's really important that we don't look at this as being selfish. This is not a selfish act. It's not a selfish act. It's actually a very vulnerable act, and it can be a very painful process and a painful path, a painful journey. So let's take a look at that, the dark side of self-love. I think we can acknowledge that in order to love ourselves, we first have to know ourselves, right? And so it's being willing to look at the dark parts of our personality, the sides of us that we don't want to bring into the light. You know, I like to liken it to a tree. We have a tree that's growing out in the sunshine and it's beautiful. Its leaves are swaying in the wind, interacting with the nature above ground. The sun is shining, radiating on its leaves. It's getting all wet. And then there's the dark part, the roots underneath. But that tree couldn't stand in the slightest wind if it didn't have roots, right? So the dark parts of us are often the parts that keep us rooted and grounded and that keep us in existence in our lives. But we often want to push those parts aside and not deal with them, not acknowledge them, when that's really what makes us whole. And so in order for us to really love ourselves, we have to dive into those dark spaces and acknowledge that we are imperfect and that the things that we're judging ourselves for are often the things that other people are judging us for, right? And know that when we're triggered by other people, sometimes that's looking at things in us that we don't want to see. So how has that come across for either of you? Just dive right in and, you know, talk about have you come across parts of yourself that you don't have to share them all with us, but how have you dealt with coming in contact with those parts of yourself that you have typically would want to turn a blind eye to? 
Um, sure. I mean, for me, you know, divorce can really open you up. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I think that I, what I really wanted to look back was, you know, again, why did I find myself in that situation? Then be okay with what happened. Um, I remember originally it took me about a year to come to terms with the fact that I was going to be, uh, I was going to go through divorce. I looked around, everybody was married. What is my life going to look like? But I came to terms with that, and I said, okay, so this is what's happening, and it's okay. Now what's next? And, you know, as I started going deeper in my own healing, um, about two years after um, I moved out on my own and decided to recreate my life, I think what arose, what, 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 you know, really what helped me move through as I started to recognize where I actually had, you know, where I, it was my responsibility too, where I played a part in my relationship with my ex-husband not working, mm-hmm. um, is forgiveness. I was yeah. like, okay, wow, okay, well, you know, um, it's okay, you know, it's like, this is where I'm at right now, and now I get to forgive myself for that, and, you know... And how how might I do it differently next time? Just, yeah. you know, with a question, just constantly question, you know, just asking myself, how can I do it? What's next for me? And, you know, I'm still, even in my journey of self-love, I'm still, you know, faced with areas of my life that, um, that I'm not, you know, proud of or that I wish they were a certain way or not. And so then I remind myself, it's like, okay, well, I can take it all on. I can't fix everything in one shot. So for the areas... says it needs to be fixed? Right, exactly. (laughs) That's true. You see, it's just like it's in our language. Like we're constantly trying to fix ourselves. And um, and in all it is, just that recognition. I was like, okay, well, that didn't work there. What can work? You know, what can I do differently? And then, you know, once you open yourself up, and for me... When I created my um, falling in love um, with myself group, and I started sharing what was coming up for me, there was, you know, that was a discovery. I found how healing it was for uh-huh. me to put myself out there and share really what was coming up, you know, was coming up for me, and then having other women share, like, wow, like, thank you for that, like, it was moving. Yes. So, in the recognition, like, first we recognize where we're at in the area that you know, we're, we're healing and then we share it with others. And then there is that opportunity because we are all going through our own, you know, um, we're all walking each other home. I love yes. that quote. It's yes. like, we're all really in the same, in this together. And so for me, my mission and my purpose really is to, you know, create spaces and opportunities for us to talk about that. You know, to really get vulnerable, sacred spaces, you know, just really intimate so we can, again, heal each other, hear each other. And sometimes all it takes is just the sharing. Yes. I know the way that I sometimes handle and deal with the vulnerability or acknowledgement of my dark side is through humor. I tend to Mm. be playful with it. And people will look at me and say, well, your humor is a little bit self-deprecating and think that that's not healthy. But I feel it's very healthy for me because I don't pretend to be something I'm not. I don't try to be perfect. I'm well aware of many of my flaws, obviously not all of them. I'm a work in progress. And so I poke fun at myself about it. And I'm very open and speak plainly about the fact that, you know, there are parts of myself that I'm not particularly fond of, but Mm -hmm. I still love them anyway. And, you know, there are things that happen in my life that I'm not particularly proud of, but I own them because it's my life. It's who I am. And 
I can poke fun of it and it's okay. So if I can poke fun at myself, you can feel free to poke fun at yourself. There's no judgment here. Um, and if you judge me for my flaws, that's okay for me too. It just shows you, not me. It speaks to who you are, not Absolutely. who I am. And so it's kind of having that freedom to say, there's no one on the planet who's perfect. So we are allowed to be imperfect people and to play with our imperfections so that they can be useful. You know, why let them be a burden or a waste? Make use out of them, have fun with it, if nothing else, right? Um, it's, so, it's so true and it's so important to be gentle with yourself. You know, I teach gentle yoga and in that, it's really, you know, I talk to my students all the time about just being kind to yourself, just mm -hmm. being gentle. You know, we spend so much time beating ourselves up. Mm -hmm. We have enough people in this world to beat us up. You don't have to beat yourself up as well. You know, just be gentle, just be kind with yourself. And with my vulnerability with this book, I mean, my chapter's pretty vulnerable too. <laughs> I'm talking yeah. about my yoni. <laughs> and, um, it, you know, when we're talking about menstrual cycles and um, women. Sorry, like, just in case not everyone right. who's listening knows what a yoni is. <laughs> a yoni. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a woman's genie, her vagina. Yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever <laughs> silly word you want to call it. <laughs> a silly word or a pretty word or ugly word you want to call it. I choose yoni because I think it's a beautiful word. Yeah. Um, and the reason that uh, the, the vulnerability that came out of that was just really realizing that this was a part of me now where life was growing inside of me. Where in the past I used to hate it because of the pain that I would go through. I'd go through a lot of, I was very sick and I, I was going through a lot of pain. I had endometriosis and a bunch of other illnesses there. And then I had to transform this part of me that I had disconnected completely from mm -hmm. and reconnect with it and bring it love and bring it, you know, completeness and health and, and just bring it back to myself. And that was, the, I think, the key thing that I'd love to just share with people is to be gentle with yourself. Yes, that is such a key point, Suki, especially for something as um, you can't really separate yourself from your body. Right? Yes, that's kind you can of try, home for life. Yes. No matter how many times you move out of your house, you can't move out of that. So being kind and gentle to yourself and how you take care of your body, how you respect it, how you celebrate it. Right? Okay. Well, I want to leave a little bit of time for us so that we can talk about, you know, what you guys do and how we can all connect with you. So, Claudia, Claudia. go ahead. Tell us how we can connect with you and what you do. Um, sure. So I am a brand strategist and um, I'm a graphic designer and I help um, inspire, inspire entrepreneurs um, build brands that are in alignment with those purpose. Mm -hmm. And um, you can check out my work at purplewindstudio.com. And if you'd like to connect with me for a monthly um, Red 10 Circles, um, you can find us on Facebook. Um, our group is called Red 10 Women's Circle uh, Miami. And so, you know, we're, um, I think it's a beautiful opportunity for women, especially. We can take these conversations deeper. Yes, and I've been to a Red Tent gathering, and they are beautiful, and such a quality, beautiful group of women. Mm, beautiful. And um, if you'd like to connect with me, um, you can visit my website, sukton.com. It's S-O-O-K-T-O-N.com. Um, and I'd love for you to check out um, the She Loved Herself movement. If you check out our website, shelovedherself.com, or on Facebook, you can look us up under She Loved Herself, and you can find all the authors there and all the info on how you can buy the book on Amazon. 
um, and how you can connect with us. Um, I'd also love for more women to be involved in a, a circle that I do called Soul Conversations. And that is a, it's a chance for us to get together. As, it's so important to gather as women. Um, and that's why Red Tent is so important too. Because you can get together and really find a way to get back to your soul mm, um, yes. as you connect with other women. Um, the She Loved Herself movement is expanding, and the next book is going to be called He Found Himself. And ah. I'm gathering 10 men together to, um, to come up with their stories of self-care and self-love. I'm very I interested to he see found it. Himself. He found himself. So um, right now I've got at least eight men, and I'm looking for two more. And that book will be out in August. Beautiful. Mm. And you teach yoga as well? And I teach yoga. Yes. Um, yoga uh, Tuesdays at 6 p.m. at I Love Yoga Studio. Lovely. Right there in Broward. Yes. Okay. Um, now, also, Claudia, we have a project going on for men and women, too. We didn't even touch on that. Right, the um, council that we have. Oh, that's right. Well, that's still that's you know all new <laughs> and coming soon. But we are trying to get between Broward and Miami groups of men and women. Absolutely, uh, separately, so that men can have a men's group where they feel empowered and they can um, support each other through their vulnerabilities and and come out of it strong and ready to conquer the world. Right, absolutely, and a place for women to gather so that we can dance and free flow and be kind of our wild child little selves dancing in the woods around the fire right? absolutely and then for the two of uh, the two groups to meet and maybe have some of these conversations together i think it's also time for us to you know see each other meet each other for the first time <laughs> yes so definitely look out for that as well with claudia now i am your host of The Pleasure Map, Layla Blackwell. Remember to check out my Blissful Woman and Passionate Man membership groups and look at direct love and intimacy coaching and online relationship programs at laylablackwell.com. And feel free to connect with me on Facebook, too. That's Layla Blackwell. Layla is spelled like a Hawaiian lay, double L-A. Special thanks to the Own Your Power team who helped make this show possible today. The Own Your Power Radio Network is a 24-hour network of personal and business development. They also have an R&B, soul, and eclectic grooves to keep you in a good mood. Yes, so take a listen to the breadth of topics we cover here on The Pleasure Map. You can find them at ownyourpowerlifestyle.com. Until next time, remember, love is an adventure. You can't remain guarded, protected, secure, and safe and experience the ultimate passionate powerful love live with heart good night like us on facebook at own your power radio or follow us on twitter at own your power remember anything you want is attainable own your power
Yes. Slip open, drip soaking, drop down to your socks. You're winner, but I stay on top, on top. When I sip, sip the honey from your tummy while you watch, I know you're wrong. I am the cops. So put, put them up, get them up higher, your legs higher. Show me how deep your love goes Yeah, yeah Go ahead and make some room for me Unbelievable. 